Hello, listeners. You are listening to another episode of That's Entertainment. I'm your pop culture maven, Jeff Malone. And with me, as always, live from Hampton, Maine, is my Aunt Beth Woods. Aunt Beth, how's it going? It's good. I'm doing good. I don't know if you want a weather report, but... <laughs> I um, give- yeah, I guess, well, I don't know. Will it depress me? It's December in Maine well, for you. I know. Actually, no, it hasn't been too bad, not too cold, but we are supposed to get snow on Sunday, though, so... But okay. I don't think a lot. Nothing, we haven't, no big storm or anything. We had lots of rain the beginning of the week. Did you guys have... Like, we had crazy rain and winds. It rained on Thanksgiving, and then it rained on Monday, I believe. Yeah, we had it Monday into Tuesday. Lots When I take the dogs for the, our walk, there's a whole bunch of new trees down blocking my way, which I don't like. Oh. <laughs> but otherwise, things are okay. I'm getting my Christmas tree this weekend, so okay. that'll be fun. Well, we've got uh, one more person in the chat, and uh, that is, she is coming to us live from Queens, New York. Her name is Marissa Splendorio. Marissa, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me today. I'm so excited. I'm very glad you could join us. Marissa is my old colleague from newscult.com. I think, uh, when was the last time we saw each other in person? Maybe Probably. Like- I think probably a movie review we did together, probably yeah. screening. Was it I Feel Pretty, maybe? Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. We did oh, see wow. that together. I forgot. <laughs> it was four years ago, right? No. How, oh, a while I think ago. that was two years ago. I want to say yeah. April 2018. Yeah, definitely 2018. Yes. Um now, yeah, so Marissa and I, we worked together. We were both editors at a uh, news blogging website that unfortunately is not around anymore. Mm-hmm. It's, there's have been casualties in the hustle and bustle of, the, of 21st century journalism, digital journalism, and print journalism as well. But, mm-hmm. but we're, we're, as, as people giving our opinions on media properties, we still exist in some way. Oh, yes, we do. (laughs) (laughs) Want your opinions. (laughs) Exactly. Don't give them. (laughs) People ask me, and so I I don't think they're um, unwilling listeners. Maybe there are some people who have gotten tired of hearing me talk, but (laughs) enough keep asking me to talk that... I, I think it's the risk reward is I'm willing to go for the reward. Yeah. <laughs> now I brought uh, Marissa, I invited Marissa on to this episode because we are talking about a show that I suspected she would have some opinions about. <laughs> it's uh, a new show this year. I think it, it might be on all of our lists for the best shows of 2020 mm-hmm. it's a netflix sitcom called never have i ever and uh yeah it premiered uh, a little while back in 2020 but um and it's december now but uh you know i think it's a good time to uh get caught up on the best stuff of the year either to revisit it or check it out for the first time mm-hmm. 
And uh, we're also going to compare it to uh, some other past sitcoms that have prominently featured teenage, uh, female teenagers and see uh, what uh, Never Have I Ever has added to the, the mix of that genre. So, uh, Aunt Beth, Marissa, are we ready to get into all of it? Or actually, you know what, before we do, Marissa, is there anything else we need to know about you? What, what, what's going on in your world currently? Um, I'm doing my best to live through a pandemic, as I feel like we all are. Um. Well, I mean, we're all we're all living through it. I don't know if everyone's doing their best. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, uh, we can hope at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've definitely best, like. Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. I no, I'm just saying as best as we can. That's all. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah I be, I feel like I'm consuming a lot more media than ever before because now. I feel like we all, everyone in the world suddenly had free time. So I'm glad this was one of the shows that did come around during that time. Because I really got yeah. to like enjoy every second of it. Yeah, yeah. It's, this one did arrive fairly early in the pandemic-related shutdown. So I think, I like to think it still would have caught on even if we weren't living through a pandemic. But I definitely think as far as what actually happened, I, I do think that affected its popularity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, okay. Anything else we need to, that listeners need to know about you before we go right ahead and dig in to this conversation? Um, nothing necessarily. I'm just a girl trying her best and I really like the show, so I'm happy to talk about it. <laughs> okay. That's Sounds a good, good starting point, I think. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to do a little uh, introduction to set the tone, as I normally do, and I'll also probably stick in a, a trailer or a clip from the show to, uh, to uh, set the tone as well. Anyway, okay, here is that uh, little intro. What? Mom, I'm fast asleep! You don't look like you're asleep. What are you doing here? I'm doing exactly what I said I'd do. I'm here to have sex with you. So there's this new uh, show called Never Have I Ever that was released on Netflix back in April of this year. It's about a teenage girl named Davy, whose dad died a year ago. She's quite the firecracker. Never have they ever made a show quite like this one. Or have they? That's what we're going to find out today. Okay, so now on um, that's entertainment, we uh, pick a pop culture topic, a new one each episode. And as you've already learned, that topic is, this time is never have I ever. And we discuss it according to the three Fs. First, favorite, and forever. And never have I ever were stuffing that into the more general topic of teenage sitcoms, in particular, female-led teenage sitcoms. So we're going to kind of compress the first and favorite sections into the first segment for this episode. And now we're going to talk about uh, some of the uh, female-led sitcoms and 
female character female teenage characters from uh other ensemble sitcoms that kind of set the tone for each of our sitcom viewing and are our favorite examples of uh those categories as well so Marissa, as our guest, I'll let you go first. And I'm, I'm interested to find out what you have to say. As someone who's just a few years younger than me, I imagine that we might have some overlap, but uh, I'll, uh, I'll let you reveal that. Sure. Um, I feel like we might have a tiny bit, but I feel like I'm, I'm like the tail end of the millennial in yeah. terms of years. So I kind of do have some crossover interests, I feel like, with Gen Z. Um, right. Though I was born in 94, so I technically am a millennial, um, <laughs> according to the charts. But um, my, like, the first, like, teenage sitcom that I can remember watching um, was probably Sabrina the Teenage Witch um, when I was young. Like, I love that show. I thought it was the cutest show. I actually rewatched it again last year because all the episodes were on Amazon Prime. Um, still, ridiculousness still holds up so adorable um <laughs> she was like just like that that was like the first i guess teenage girl show that i watched and i was like kind of have a memory of and i related to the the, the teen who just wanted to like grow up and be independent um and then other than that and i was like reflecting on this like for me those teenage especially like female teenage-led sitcoms were all very much like disney channel and nickelodeon shows so mm. like that's so raven lizzie mcguire um zoe 101 like those were like v teen shows at the time that i watched and i watched seasons of and talked with my friends at school and we were like what's gonna happen next week <laughs> like kind of things and yeah so those are definitely like my first and my favorites like those that really had a real impact me impact on me as a kid um, some other ones, not female-led, but, like, Ned's Declassified was a big one. I don't know if you remember that, Jeff. I don't know if that was too, um, old for you. Is that a or Nickelodeon? Like, yes, that was Nickelodeon. That would have been, I was probably in high school when that aired, so it okay. was, like, <laughs> weirdly, like, when I was in high school, I knew, so when I was younger, from, like, 5 to 12 or so, I was very much into Nickelodeon, mm -hmm. not quite as much into Disney. Then when I was in high school, I really wasn't watching Nickelodeon anymore, but mm -hmm. I had a vague sense of what shows were on it, but I knew that then I like got more into Disney channel, mm -hmm. not super into it, but I would like check into it from time to time. Whereas Nickelodeon had like completely fallen off the radar for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I was definitely the age where like the Nickelodeon and Disney Channel shows were like the top things. Like I would go into school next day, we talk about the DCOM that came out. And like I remember like being in eighth grade when High School Musical came out, like the first one. So that uh, just to show my age, I guess. <laughs> um, but um, I'm trying to look. Um, also, maybe another one I would say I didn't watch it growing up but I did watch it like a few years ago because I like had just got Netflix and a lot of shows you know like you missed as it aired you would rewatch was like Gilmore Girls mm -hmm. and like oh. that was like a big one I feel That's like even I, though I would yeah I 
watched that. I never did. Yeah, that was, like, something I never watched growing up, but, like, watching it as, like, a young adult, I was like, oh, this is a great, like, not necessarily sitcom-y, but, like, still this female-led comedy drama, and yeah. uh, but it was really nice and really fun, and and yeah, I think that those are, like, kind of some of my favorites, like, growing up, but yeah, big, also, I don't think this counts as a sitcom, but, like, Degrassi was big when I was young so <laughs> that uh, was that was a big one more dramedy than anything mm-hmm. but like definitely like relatable teens tackling subjects mm. that you never really saw kind of thing yeah. so out of all of those like which could you pick out any character who's like the Marissa of those shows <laughs> the Marissa yeah I don't know um <laughs> I want to say, this is going to be a weird answer, but I want to say Raven on That's So Raven. Like, oh, I, thought she, I, I thought she was, like, the coolest. I thought, like, she was so fun. Like, her fashion was great. Um, also, I always remember that episode in my mind where um, there's an episode where she, like, works with a fashion designer, and they take a photo of her, and, like, for the cover of the magazine, they, like, Photoshop her body and she's like this is not what I look like this is this and like that to me I guess as a young kid I was like that's so relatable and so nice yeah. to like show us I don't know I thought she was very fun very spunky a little bit hot-headed like she saw the future but she never saw it exactly so she would always like work on her like just jump on her instinct I don't know I, I just saw myself in her I thought she was great sometimes I'll do something and I'll think to myself that is so raven Was that Raven Simone that yes. played her? Okay. Mm-hmm. Very I think in- you're up next. Yeah, it's very interesting to hear Marissa because of she'll be closer to what you picked probably since there's such a now mine are going to be very different since I'm so much older than you guys. But also what I just noticed is when you there seem to be a lot more female-led sitcoms in your day. Well, I guess yeah. that's not yeah. usual. Like all the Nickelodeon ones that you were talking about, and then you, they were a few Jeff had mentioned earlier too. So when I grew up, and you know, my memory's probably not as great, but what I remember the first one was um, called Gidget with Sally Field, where she was a, played a 15-year-old girl from Southern California who wanted to surf and... Uh, have romance and I, I was would have only been around 10 then so it was exciting to see this you know older girl and just um being on the beach and and trying to and she was popular and it was just a lot of fun and then also around the same time was the patty duke show and patty duke played these identical cousins kathy and patty <laughs> she was um but she was both of them and oh i just loved that show because she'd get it one cousin was supposed to be perfect a perfect angel and the other one was supposed to be um always getting into trouble and so that was kind of fun it has one of the best theme songs of all time and then as a little older this show if you guys ever get the chance to watch it was so good i guess it was only I don't didn't realize, but it said it was only on from 1982 to 83. Was called Square Pegs. Have either of you heard of that? I have. It was, it was um, Sarah Jessica Parker was on that. 
That was Sarah Jessica Parker, I think her first role, and Amy Linker was the other girl name, and they were like two nerdy high school freshmen who tried to join the in crowd. Um, and Jeff, this is interesting. It was written by the former SNL writer, Ann Bates, or Beats, yes. is that how you um, And she said she was looking back on her own painful adolescence, and that's what she based it on. And then it also has the best, one of the a really great theme song by the waitresses who also wrote one of the best Christmas songs ever, Christmas Rapping. Mm -hmm. So if, if they ever, I sh actually, I'm going to look and see if they, if that's on Netflix. It was really a fun, although, you know, I haven't seen it in what, 30 some years, but at the time, and Jeff, your dad liked it too. And thinking mm -hmm. about it now, um, and we'll get more when we talk more about Never Have I Ever, but Square Pegs is probably very close to the premise of the Never Have I Ever, the mm -hmm. theme yeah. of, you know, trying to fit in. Um, that was that one. And then the last, a more recent one that I watched was Suburgatory, um, starring Jean, Jane Levy. And she's a teen that moves from New York to a house in the suburbs and um, with her single dad. And a little bit of the same trying to fit in, but also... Um, has a lot of fun interactions with some really funny uh, characters. And then I just wrote down um, a couple ca characters that weren't lead, but who I really liked uh, on the Wonder Years. Winnie Cooper uh, was one of my favorite characters. And then <coughs> probably, I'd have to pick this one, and maybe one of my all-time favorites was Sue Heck from The Middle. Uh -huh. Of course. She was just such a funny perky. <laughs> I almost forgot about her. And then I was like, oh my God, I have to. So those, that takes me back from the early 60s up to, <laughs> up to almost the present. So, Marissa, are you? Did probably you, be a lot different. Yeah. Um, Marissa, are you, did you watch the middle? Because Aunt Beth and I were well established as, were well established as huge Sue Heck fans. No, I did not. I think uh, my parents might have. Let me, if I, the show I'm thinking of, they might have. Yeah. Um, it's just a yeah, my parents love that show. I just, I never, never got into it. <laughs> well, yeah. well, we'll, we'll ex we won't kick you out of this episode. Thank you. If you had said that, <laughs> if you had said that you did watch it, but you hated Sue Hack, we, we might have had to taken a different sort of action. <laughs> But no, we'll, we'll forgive you because it's in this day and age, it's not possible to watch every good show out there. Oh, that is true. Wow. That is true. Um, so what about you, Jeff? Okay, so there was there. Uh, my answer will have um, some overlap with both of yours, actually. Um, oh, so, so yeah, we were kind of touching on it around the time Marissa and I were growing up in the '90s. Was kind of the explosion of really. Uh, with Nickelodeon and the Disney Channel, a lot of these teenage-led shows. And yeah. the two that I wrote down as that I thought really set the tone when I was young starred the same actress in two roles, like one right after the other, um, mm -hmm. was uh, Melissa Joan Hart, first in Clarissa Explains It All on Nickelodeon, mm -hmm. and then... Uh, Marissa already mentioned uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which aired on the classic TGIF lineup on ABC. 
Mm-hmm. And I mean, Clarissa uh, was Clarissa Darling. I think she was influential for a lot of people in my generation because, you know, she addressed the camera directly on every episode. And mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I, without even realizing it, I think I just got the sense of like, this is a confident, cool teenage girl. Mm-hmm. Um, she's got it. Well, uh, she's got it figured out, or at least uh, she acts like she does. I mean, the title of her show says uh, she explains it all. <laughs> she seemed to know what she was talking about. And do you think it, that guys liked it as well, as much as girls, Jeff? Um, well, I mean, I, I know I watched it regularly. Yeah. I think it was part of uh, the Saturday Night Snick lineup. Oh, God. Um, that took know, me back, <laughs> that name. Um, <laughs> You know, so I was watching all that, and Keenan and Kel were also on then. Mm-hmm. So, like, I would from eight to ten, I would watch like every show. Um, but I, you know, I it wasn't it wasn't a girly show in the sense that it was like bright colors or focused on like ponies or other <laughs> stereotypes. This is what popped into my head. You know, like, it wasn't, it was female-led, but it wasn't stereotypically feminine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I would guess that it's, it's female fandom is bigger, but I'm, I'm sure there's some, I would, uh, I would bet there are some men who are big uh, Clarissa Explains It All fans. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then... But if I'm picking my favorite all-time in this genre, it's a more recent one. It's one you just mentioned, Aunt Beth. It's uh, uh, Suburgatory. And uh, played by, I think her name, I think her last name's pronounced Levy, which is... She's the Levy, not Levy. Yeah, (laughs) whereas the stars of Schitt's Creek, they're Levy. Eugene and Dan Levy. (laughs) Jane Levy. Okay. I don't think any of them have ever co-starred in anything together but <laughs> the, the the universe might explode if that happened um yes. but yeah um tessa altman is i think she's kind of inherited she kind of inherited the legacy that uh clarissa darling set up you know a bit sarcastic bit of a bit of a she's kind of acts above it all kind of acts like she knows everything um mm-hmm. But uh, Def still has a, a nice, sweet, beating heart. Uh, despite her uh, sharper tendencies, she was not hard to love. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I mean, that. overall, Suburgatory had a a fun mix of sweet and sour to it. Yeah, it really did, with mm-hmm. the different characters. <laughs> some were very uh, sour, and some were very sweet. But it was a great combination. Okay, so I think that's our thoughts for the first and favorite section, and then we'll jump ahead and uh, see where Never Have I Ever fits into all this. But um, before we do that, uh, I think we'll uh, ask each other some trivia questions. Aunt Beth, did you uh, put together any trivia? I have one. Well, it's funny. If you if you type in never have I ever trivia questions, they start asking you like the game questions if, if you want to <laughs> play like never. <laughs> so I just, this is a true or false. 
the coyote that Davy was attacked by in episode four was a real coyote. Is that true or false? Mm. You can each take a guess. <laughs> I want to say false. I want to say it was like their only special effect budget. Okay. <laughs> went to all went to the coyote. <laughs> okay. There's, I feel like there's a lot of coyotes in Southern California, so I'm going to guess true. It's true. It says it was a real coyote, but when wow. she went had him, that part was like special effects, I guess. But it yeah. real, they had a trainer and everything. So I know. I thought that was a little unusual. Wow. One of the we were kind of both right there. Well, yeah, it was a special effect to, I guess it was a combination. All right. Marissa, right. did you have any trivia? Um, I did not, only because I, okay. I mean, I, I tried researching and there wasn't a lot of trivia to be yeah. found. <laughs> that was just is very new. Yeah, sometimes there's a lot more, but this one didn't have a lot. Okay, Jeff, what'd you come up with? Okay, so my trivia question is a spelling test. Uh-oh. And I'm going We're not to... spelling her last name, are we? I, Well, <laughs> I'm going to ask you to spell the full name of the actor who plays Davy. Her name is oh my Ma- Maitreyi Ramakrishnan. I and did write it down somewhere, so that would be cheating. Although, I don't Yeah, I have it written in my phone, so I don't want to cheat. Yeah, no cheating, please. No, it's right in front of me. So, um, Actually, I can't find it. So turn I, turn the phone away for, oh for, for uh, the next... 10 seconds or so and okay, I'll have you do it's Maitreyi Ramakrishnan and I'm oh, gonna I'm... I'll have you do it one letter at a time so who wants to go first okay M <laughs> hey everyone the audio cut out there for a second but uh, Aunt Beth said M correct right. now Marissa's supposed to say a letter yes. oh A <laughs> correct Great. May. I. Correct. May Trey. Okay, you go, Marissa. Is it T? Yes. So far. TR. Okay. May Trey. Did you say? R. Okay. Yes, that's correct. Um. E. Yes. You're still good so far. Still perfect. I know, and then I I remember. Well, I'm not looking, but I know there's a Y, Maitreyi. So I think it's Y. Correct. Okay. Oh God, I don't know if it's an I or an E. I'm going with I, but I'm probably wrong. I is correct. Oh, wow! You, we got, you got the, the first. You got name. the first name perfectly. <laughs> the last name I'm not even. I'm Can you say it again? Rama Krishnan. Okay, so the beginning's easy. Do you want to... Oh, it's R. Yes. A. M. Correct. <laughs> like another A. Correct. Yeah. Ramakrishnan? Or, well, Rama, be K. Ramakrishnan. Okay. You so K. Correct. Is it R or is it H? R, Which right? I, it's R. Okay. I... Correct. 
S. Yes. H. Correct. Oh. Push non. Is that how you say it? Is it, it non or mon? Non. So oh. N. Yes. A. Almost. Correct. N. Oh. Correct. You Woo! did it. If you sound it out, it's easier than it seems. Uh, in, Indian. What's that? What's her last name in the show? Uh, it is uh, Vish, Vishwa Kumar. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's the thing about a lot of um, Indian names. They're, they can be pretty long, but they, they tend to be spelled how they sound. Yeah, I guess so. Very helpful. <laughs> okay. Okay, so now we're all revved up after getting our, our trivia correct. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna dive deep into uh, the forever section where we take stock of where we are right now and look ahead a little bit. So, never have I ever. How does this fit into the tradition of female-led teenage sitcoms? And uh, what's our journey to uh, uh, discovering this show? And uh, why have we enjoyed it, uh, Marissa? Let's uh, hear what you have to say about all that. Sure. So I actually didn't watch Never Have I Ever until about like a few months after it came out. I want to say like June-ish. Um, all my friends had watched it and they were like, Marissa, you got to watch it. It's great. Um, it's really cute. And like we, my friends and I are big fans of Mindy Calling. So we were like, I, I just, it was one of the things where I was like, okay, I have to get around to watching it. I think I just, because I had other shows that I wanted to finish at the time that that wasn't like I was like let me finish a show first before I start it and I mean I loved it it was great it was so much fun um I will I'm gonna make a weird comparison right now but the plot I I kind of realized this today reminds me a little bit of Easy A the movie mm-hmm. um where she uh, like if you've seen that I don't know like she lies yeah. about like having sex with someone and it becomes a big thing and I was like that and I feel like the the witty dialogue of it all kind of reminded me of that as well. So I guess that's why I liked it so much because I love Easy A. It's one of my favorite movies. Mm. Um, and I don't know. I just everything about the show was great. I think the ensemble cast and like the main the um, the woman whose name we just spelled um, <laughs> just, just phenomenal <laughs> as um, as the main character. Like she was the perfect balance of being like this teenage girl who you were really rooting for with this tragic tragic story of her father dying and then like this hot-headed selfish like teenager who was like mm-hmm. making decisions just based on her own judgment and her own selfishness and like I and I think the balance worked really well because there was never a point where like yes you thought um JB was being annoying but you never hated her you're like she's a 15 year old like she's she's learning and growing like just always like and it was always like comedic humor like her wittiness was always great her I will say the fashion in the show was excellent like each Mm -hmm. character really had their own sense of fashion and it was really good and like to build on previous um sitcoms like she has like the two best friends um and it was good to kind of see also the whenever like I feel like those tv shows happen um it's always like a a girl and like a guy friend and a girlfriend but like it was nice seeing have like two female best friends I thought that like mm-hmm. was like refreshing and nice and that all three of them are women of color was wonderful yeah uh, and they all had their own journeys to do 
Uh, um, and they stood up to Davy when she was being annoying. Like she, they, they didn't like back down and they all had their own personalities and weren't just thrown to like one single, like, I feel like best friend stereotype that you get from sitcoms. Um, so I thought that was really fun, like, and really great and really cool. Um, I'm trying, I wrote a lot of stuff down. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, it was very, also very modern, like, all the social media nods I thought were great. I don't know how well it's going to fare in a few years. Mm-hmm. It was like, there was blatant TikTok action happening. And I was like, will this age <laughs> in like five years? Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, there was one little nod I thought was very funny, which was when they're at the debate, um, like the, uh, the, the competition and the guy was just like, how do you know about Paxton? And the guy was like, oh, he has three fan tumblers. And I was like, oh my God, this is great. Like that might also age, but like that was just spot on. Perfect. Loved I believe it. that guy was played by uh, Atticus Schaefer. I think his name is. Oh yeah. From, from the middle. Yes. From the middle. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I thought it was, a, I also just really liked um, the fact that she kind of got to explore topics that like, well, like really be focused on topics that you feel like were more in like male centric teen comedies. Like she really talked about sex a lot. And I thought that was kind of interesting <laughs> and really great, especially for like, that age group, not that age group, not the, like, I should be hearing teens talk about sex, but, like, <laughs> in the sense of, like, just, like, seeing, like, other people can relate to this kind of character, like, I would have loved to see that if I were younger, like, if I was yeah. around the high school age, and I would have loved to see, like, a TV show talk about that when it wasn't, like, negative, like, growing yeah. up, I had Secret Life of the American Teenager, which was a terrible show that yeah. talked about sex and teenagers, and, like, Degrassi, which yeah. was always consequences on that show. It was um, definitely much more Puritan 20, 30 years ago. Oh, yeah. Even, like, just 10 years ago, mm-hmm. like, I feel like, I don't know, to me, this is, like, it felt like a Disney Channel show, but with, obviously, the ratings and the abilities of Netflix. Like, they were able to talk about what they wanted to talk about and still have this mm-hmm. fun, interesting world, comedic world that we all just kind of went in and, like, even as, like, a 26-year-old, I still related to her. I thought she was great, and I thought it was a fun time, and I don't I just really loved it, is my synopsis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Works for me. <laughs> yeah, you, you really covered it well. I, I first heard about it from you, Jeff, and decided to give it a try since you liked it, and because you, you noticed, or noted that I often like coming-of-age stories, and <laughs> So I I started like as soon as I watched it I liked it right away. Um, Davy and her friends seem to be similar to a lot of well not a lot but other sitcom characters with that like I mentioned before the common theme of teens feeling unpopular and wanting to fit in. But it's not to say that the show felt similar to other shows because it was very creative and had a lot of other distinguishing factors you said the the three leads were you know all of color um the john McEnroe narration was really fun i mean it kind of didn't in some ways didn't even always make sense but it just was kind of corny do either of you watch tennis at all or like what was your familiarity with johnny mac coming in i knew that he was like a big not I don't know bullies the word but I remember from your a dad hothead. that he argued with the refs all the time mm-hmm. and 
So that's how it kind of how I remembered him. Um, so that was kind of fun to have that. And um, just and then just the the lead actress again, who we don't want to say, I don't want to <laughs> ruin her name that I felt like she was just delightful. I was reading. Oh, God, I can't even I should have written it down how many girls auditioned for it and um, that she was chosen. She's Canadian, I think it said. Um, mm -hmm. But she she was just perfect. And like Marissa said, that combination, because you could really get angry with her when she was being so selfish and mean to her friends. But then you think about what she was going through and she was just quite, uh, quite adorable. So I loved it too. And I'm really looking forward to I think I read that there is another season coming. I feel like I read that not too long ago. Let's see. So, um, I think they did get confirmed for a second season because I think they just announced like new casting or that like renewal. I think the father like actor is like coming back for season two. So I think there'll be like more flashbacks oh, okay. happening, but so I know they're getting they... season two. Okay, good. And yeah. then I just want to make a quick comment. How cute. Uh, <laughs> to Paxton. I love how they always said his whole name. <laughs> Pax, I wrote it. Paxton Hall Yoshida, mm -hmm. but he reminded me of a young James Franco. Something mm -hmm. like when I, from, you know, when James Franco was in Freaks and Geeks, that type. And he was adorable too. So they kind of left you hanging at the end. So I thought, well, they've got to continue with that because at first she has no boyfriends and at the end both the guys are uh interested in her so we shall see but yeah mm -hmm. very, a very fun fun show to watch are we team paxton or team ben here oh <laughs> well, it's interesting because i really liked when ben, she and ben got along as friends mm -hmm. you know at first they seemed to hate each other and then they really you know it was fun as they were getting along so i don't know I hadn't thought about that. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't like saying I'm a team someone. <laughs> I just thought in the spirit of teen comedies, yeah. like teen yeah. sitcoms, like I feel like that's something you have to bring up. Like I'm team this person, I'm team this. Well, in that like, case, I'm team Ben. Ooh. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's close. It's not a done deal. Paxton could convince mm -hmm. me otherwise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's good and bad, of course, about mm -hmm. both of them. I don't know. So what I, about you, James? Oh, sorry, Marissa. No, it's fine. I was just going to say, I I really thought Ben and her worked really well as friends. I don't know if I, I don't know if that was romantic tension for me. This isn't me being mm -hmm. like hot take. It was just yeah. like the way I kind of saw it. So yes. I don't, I'm excited to see how season two plays it out. Like I want to yeah. see her with Paxton just to fulfill that like teen fantasy of like dating the hottest guy in school. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I just, but like, it would be cool if like they explored like, obviously the downside of that. Like I want to yeah. see how, I want to see how it plays out. But I don't know. I just thought I'd ask the question. It's, the, it's like, that's like yeah. every TV show, like especially geared towards like young women, it's like team who in terms of relationships. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't Twilight, but like. True, no. I hadn't thought of that, how they're going to take that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it does seem a little, I shouldn't, I don't, I don't know if I should say this, but the, the Paxton relationship just seems a little less realistic. Like if mm -hmm. you were in high school and the most, would the most popular guy in high school date a girl who's not so popular and 
and um, younger. And so I don't know. We'll we'll see how they. Hopefully, it's treated well, and we'll see what happens. Mm -hmm. well, I my I always like the friends to lovers trope. But I mean, within the case of Davy and Ben, it would be enemies to friends to lovers. That's right. But, I mean, in, in general, I like it both on TV and in real life. I like when there's a foundation of friendship to start out with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big, big believer in if you are in a relationship with anybody, you should be their friend first. Mm -hmm. Not that like yeah. before you date someone, you have to be their friend, but like if your partner isn't your friend, that's weird. Right. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah. So, so how did you hear about it, Jeff? Mm -hmm. I most immediately remember seeing this reviews pop up. I think Vulture uh, had a really glowing review. I think the headline was something like, I binged all 10 episodes of Never Have I Ever in one afternoon and I've never been happier mm -hmm. or something oh, like that. Wow. The, uh, I think Catherine Van Arendonk, she's a, a TV critic at Vulture, I believe she wrote that review so that caught my attention and I knew Mindy Kaling was a creator and oh, yeah. you know so on a lot of the characters she plays are adult women who act like they're still teenagers mm -hmm. and now here she is making a movie a show about actual teenagers I'm like I think there could be something here mm -hmm. but what really pushed it over the edge for me was the presence of John McEnroe as narrator. <laughs> um, I wonder why, how they thought of that. That is a pretty interesting. Um, it was a great punchline, like not punch, like payoff. Like yeah. at the end, I remember texting my friend at the beginning of this. I'm like, "Why is this tennis guy narrating the show?" And everyone was like, "Just watch, just watch." Like it makes sense, and I was like, "Okay." And then when it happened, I was like. Oh my God. Like that's, I don't want to spoil that. Like that's like such a great moment in the show. Yeah. Oh yeah. God. So good. So good. Such good payoff. Yeah. If you mm -hmm. haven't, if you haven't watched the show yet, or if you're still in the midst of it, yeah, we'll uh, leave that surprise to you. But if you have watched all of it, you, you know what we're talking about. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I, another thing I really wanted to mention, like the, yeah, I can't think of any other sitcom that features a South Asian character in the lead so prominently. Yeah. And it's the great thing about diversity is the unique storytelling possibilities it opens up. Mm -hmm. Like one thing I'm thinking of specifically is the episode where we met all the aunties, the Indian aunties. Mm -hmm. I'm like, there are some aspects of that that in other cultures that are similar, but not quite like this. You know, you couldn't have this storyline in any other show that's existed yeah. before. And it's just like proof that like diversity, I mean, is obviously amazing on screen, but like behind the camera as well, like it was created by Minty Cowling. Like she, yeah. this wouldn't have been made if it wasn't for her being the showrunner. And like, yeah it's just important to see like it's it's good to see that and it's good that she was able to be like okay now i'm the creator um i am going to show everybody this representation that's like clearly like lacking <laughs> in media like i think this is the first sitcom ever led by a south east south asian um so is it southeastern asian i don't want to get it incorrect um mm. 
ca- um, character, like at least on United yeah. States television. Well, there, yeah, um, I yeah, I mean, there was there was Mindy killing herself on the Mindy mm-hmm. project. I mean, like teen. I'm, I'm right, meant to yeah, say teen sitcom. So yeah. My bad. <laughs> right. As far as teen goes, I think I think that's correct. I don't know of any mm-hmm. other. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we all. Is there anything else we that any of us have left to say? I really enjoyed the um, episode on Ben. I thought it mm-hmm. was great. I love that Andy Samberg came in and like the they explained it away with like, yeah, I owe his father to do this. And it's just, I thought that was like a perfect like little bow, like the little narration, that whole little plot line, like again with social media where it was like, they met a dude on Reddit and they yeah. <laughs> met them in person. And that was like, Ooh, like the dangers yeah. of social media and all that. Like I thought it was really well done. I, I mean, like I, I love that, that like special, that special episode was great. And especially, and also the special episode where they do go to the festival and they really deep dive and like explain to everybody, like all these important aspects of like Indian like yeah. Hindu culture. And I thought that was really cool. Like they did, they did that, like those little special episodes really well. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully people can tell that we really loved, all really loved the show. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it can be hard to read beneath the lines, between the lines of everything we're saying. Also for a comedy, they, ha- I, I didn't mean to interrupt, I apologize, but they handled grief very well. Mm-hmm. I thought like that she lost her father and she impacted her so much she couldn't walk for like three months Uh, and like which I think the only thing I didn't like was that they kind of just like brush over that one just to like give her like the I was super uncool last year kind of backstory but like hopefully Mm. maybe they'll bring that up later who knows but um I don't know like the whole thing the whole um interwoven parts with her and the therapist was Nishi Nash was <laughs> hilarious <laughs> and great uh, I love her so much um sh- like on all those different like I think that like really kind of cut to the core that like it did really stem from like her grief with her father and like that final episode like the last the last five minutes um literally had me sobbing <laughs> like a baby mm-hmm. when they're when they're at the beach um i was like this is just a good little like ribbon on the entire show like yeah. at least the first season like i thought it was really good and like i don't know i just i think they handled a lot of adult topics that like they wouldn't be able to handle on like abc family or like the disney channel or nickelodeon yeah. very well and really made use of like having netflix as a platform to talk about these things also, one last thing. <laughs> I thought they, I'm so sorry. They, um, they had, like, usually you think, like, a lot of TV shows, I feel like, when it comes to, like, writing for teens, the dialogue is so corny and terrible. And, like, I thought the dialogue here was great. It was fun. It was witty. It made me laugh. It didn't make me feel mm-hmm. like a 40-year-old wrote it for, like, a 15-year-old. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I thought it was very natural. Like, when you mentioned, like, saying Mindy Cowling had characters that kind of acted like a teen, and now she's finally writing for a teenager. I was like, that really makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, she seems to be clued in on what younger generations are up to like you've mm-hmm. been you, you've been talking about the social media aspect of it all like it feels like the writers aren't just throwing in references to reddit and tiktok like they understand how mm-hmm. those platforms work definitely definitely all right and beth any any more addendums no, to add no more about that i just like we said just people should watch it Yep, it's on. Never have I ever is on Netflix. 
-hmm. And it'll remain there for, I guess, as long as Netflix remains a functioning streaming platform. Yeah. When I was looking, we were looking uh, through while we were recording some of the other shows that we've mentioned to see if they're streaming anywhere. It looks like the Patty Duke show is on Tubi. T-U-B-I. It's it's a free streaming uh, option. Yeah. With advertisements, but yeah, free to sign up. Check out the the Patty Duke show. And what about Square Pegs? Did you look that one up? Yeah, I checked that. It looks like you can buy episodes on iTunes uh, or Amazon, but yeah, not, it's not part of any package. Oh, well. Um, yeah, so at this point in the show, we uh, kind of promote and recommend uh, for doing anything. Um, forgot to mention at the top of the show, if you uh, leave us a review, we will uh, review, leave it, we will read it on air and uh, mention your name. Uh, yeah, so you can head to uh, thebratethispodcast.com slash that's entertainment. That's a good way to to uh, provide us your feedback. And uh, I always like to say, if you enjoy the show, recommend it in person or via text to at least two people. And if you've already done it, do it to two more. Why not? And uh, Marissa, I say to our guests... Well, you're a little special. I'd like you to recommend it to at least four people. Okay. Or more I, if you I, want. Oh, I'll send it like a chain letter in early AOL. Like, All you right. better listen to this podcast. Or someone's <laughs> or, coming or, after you. Exactly. <laughs> um, but do you have uh, anything you're up to uh, nowadays that you'd like to promote or anything you'd like to recommend? Um, as far as recommendations go... Um, hmm. I will say I've been, I mean, I've been taking in a lot of content during quarantine and I've kind of pivoted back to YouTube just because I, I recently got a smart TV in my room and I'm able to watch it on a regular TV rather than on my phone or on my computer. So there's a lot of great YouTubers I like, um, who I have no affiliation to whatsoever, but I just recommend their content. Um, Quentin Reviews is a really great one. I think he's reviewing very interesting content right now. He reads a lot of like old Nickelodeon shows and he did a whole thing on like, um, like how YouTube conglomerates made those like big collab movies. And I thought it was really, really cool. Um, as for TV shows, I think my favorite show that I've watched over quarantine is probably What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, boy. 10 out of 10. <laughs> that second season somehow improved on the first one. It was oh, so oh good God. and so funny. I, My family and I have a Jackie Daytona magnet <laughs> on our fridge. We, we love it. <laughs> um, Did and, you listen to our, our episode about that? No, I will be oh, as soon yep, as this ends. So good. Huh? So good. So funny. Definitely like the most, I got so many people into it too. Over quarantine, I was like, you have to watch what we do in the shadows. Like it's mm-hmm. one of my favorite shows of all time. Um, I guess, I, I don't know. I'm recommending random things. Um, I guess because Spotify wrapped came out this year. I mean, I just came out like this week. If you don't know what Spotify is, it's a music streaming service. And every like December they give um, a wrapped, which is like the songs you listen to the most this year. And like, I guess um, I'll recommend some music. I don't know. People listen to me sometimes. Um, I really liked, um, what's the name? 
if you like pop music, listen to Rina Sawayama's new album, Sawayama. It's so good. One of my favorite songs of the year was um, Comme des Garçons. So good. Um, I mean, Chromatic Lady Gaga was great. Um, Dua Lipa's Future Nostalgia was like a disco trip. Always from That's my favorite album of the year. Oh, it's so good. Um, Chloe and Halley's Ungodly Hour was probably my favorite. So good. Um, also, I somehow listened to the same song the most amount of times this year as I did last year, which was No Plan by Hosier, which his most recent album is excellent. Braceland, comma, baby, exclamation point. <laughs> um, if you haven't listened to it, 10 out of 10 album. I apparently still am in 2020 at the end. Um, and then just, you know, I am on social media. Um, I talk about a lot, as you can tell. I'm at Marissa Splen, M-A-R-I-S-S-A-S-B-L-E-N on literally every platform. Um, very easy. Um, right. I sometimes tweet funny things. Check me out. I do. <laughs> that was a handful. I'm sorry. It, no, that, it was enthusiastic. So, mm-hmm. Aunt Beth, anything uh, you'd like to mention? Nothing to promote, but I've been watching a lot of stuff lately. Right now, I'm watching Virgin River. For a change. River. Yes. Have you guys watched that Virgin River on I Netflix? No. Oh, it's really good. And the pack on Amazon is it's like an amazing race for dogs and their owners. Ooh. So you should watch that. That's on Prime. Put that um, on my watch list right now. Yeah. <laughs> a teacher was really good. That's on Hulu. Um, with yes, their name. My Kate name, Mara. Just, Kate Mara. Yep. <clears throat> That's really good. And then I'm looking for, on Netflix. I think it starts this next, maybe Sunday, the new Brian Cranston show, uh, movie show called Your Honor. I think that's on Showtime. Yes, Showtime, you're right. And that looks really good. And then just two quick movies that I recommend I watched over Thanksgiving that are both quite serious themes, but fabulous acting um, was Uncle Frank, which, oh, it was so good. It's, um, now my mind is Paul, what's his name? It's just my mind. Yes, Paul Bettany. And the girl is so good that plays his niece. That's on Amazon, and the Hillbilly Elegy on Netflix was fantastic, although I've been seeing lots of um, comments about it, people criticizing it, but Mm -hmm. I mean, it was directed by Ron Howard. It's got uh, Glenn Close and Amy Adams. I just thought it was good. So those are my recommendations, and um, nothing to promote. I'm going to promote our upcoming shows for the uh, week of December. We've got Aunt Beth recommended a Christmas-themed album for me to listen to, so that's going to be our next episode. And then I'm going to do a Christmas-themed karaoke corner. Mm-hmm. I'll recommend the best uh, Christmas songs to sing at if you're ever at a holiday karaoke oh. situation. And then, uh, oh, and Aunt Beth, we're going to do our Christmas show is going to be the, we're going to rank our favorite Christmas songs of all time. Ooh. And, uh, oh, and Ken Jong, if you're listening, (laughs) we'd love to have you on to do an episode about The Masked Singer. Oh, my God. If anyone knows (laughs) Ken Jong, please uh, let him know. Okay, last night, my mom and I, we like flipped it on TV. I had never seen an episode before. I was invested. Oh, I was 
so like hucked. I never had seen it before. (laughs) The sun. Next week is um, it's like a special holiday episode. There. Oh. Um, and then in two weeks is the finale. Oh, someone please let me know who the sun is. I just want to know. Her voice is amazing. Reddit thinks it's a certain '90s singer. Mm-hmm. Who, who does? Reddit. There's a oh, lot of speculation okay. on Reddit. But I, I was I was upset that the seahorse was eliminated. Mm. That was that was my pick for yeah. this year. Um, but yeah, and uh, remember to follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And yeah, I think that's everything. So um, I guess it's time to say goodnight. Well, good. What is good night? And Marissa, it was wonderful having you join us. Thank yeah. you so much for having me on. I was so happy to be here. We were so happy to have you. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> and um, that, uh, that brings us to the very, very end. So that means I'll have to go ahead and say keep your remotes handy and your eyes open.